Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I just got off work, so I'm home and in my pajamas, so I'm ready to discuss some some gayler things today hell yeah yeah i never even got out of my pajamas for what it's worth (laughs) honestly when i'm off that's me it's it's just the entire day in the same spot on the couch in my pajamas fair enough shall we start with our messages that we've got in our hotline Yes, I'm so excited. Awesome. Perfect. So (laughs) this is all from our good friend, Bailey. We absolutely love Bailey. Love Um, you, Bailey. So she said, hi, Faye and Tori. It's Bailey coming at you with more thoughts and feelings. Um, This is also in response to our past two episodes. Um, 2023 in the year of the girl. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo is very healing for me. It reminds me of 90s, 2000s girl rock. No doubt, Avril Lavigne. It's very healing for my inner child that believed anything too girly was dumb and lame. The Eras movie was very healing as well. The baby Swifties dancing in front of the screen and unapologetically loving Taylor Swift was so beautiful to me. Anything to respond to that? That's just so sweet. I'm so excited to be, like, getting messages like this. I know. Oh, my gosh. There's so much more. There's so much more. I'm just trying oh, to, like, that. break it up into, you know, little little chunks, if you will. Yeah, I love that. Um. So, yeah. So, Year of the Girl um, and then Taylor and Travis Kelsey. Um, I am a Tavis shipper. Regardless of what they're doing in private, they're milking the PR benefits, and that cannot be disputed. My brain chemistry was changed on August 18th, 2014, when I heard Shake It Off for the first time, and I've been a Swifty ever since, except Snakegate, but I call that the lost months. But I was up her ass during OG 1989 era. Tavis has the same energy as Hiddle Swift. This is Hiddle Swift Taylor's version. Taylor also met Tom's mom in like five minutes flat. She also met Maddie's mom. Um, I don't remember ever seeing Joe Alwyn's mom, Calvin's mom, Carly's mom, Taylor hanging out with moms is not really evidence to me. Um, And then Travis Kelsey does tickle my gaydar. He does give bisexual or gay himbo vibes to me. But I also want to be careful because I think that some of these rumors do come from homophobic alt-right football fans because he did a Bud Light commercial. The air just feels the same as it did during Hiddle Swift. Um, Yeah, I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. I really don't care. Like, they look like they're having so much fun. They're getting so much good PR from both sides. Whatever is happening, I'm here for it. They look like they're having a good time. Whether, who knows, maybe they are dating. Maybe they're just friends mm -hmm. using this as, like, an excuse to get some good PR. Whatever it is, they both look like they're having a great time. I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. So then the next chunk is VMAs. Um, Bailey says, I wonder how many opportunities Taylor had has had to, uh, 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 let me restart that. <laughs> I wonder how many opportunities Taylor has had to attend a concert as a normal fan, like in the pit, hell, even in the nosebleeds. For me, that makes the fangirling so much more special. Like, damn, she really got the chance to meet her childhood faves and then got friendship bracelets from them. Um, absolutely um and then the next part says the glad post was loud and i will call with the voicemail for this because i think this is an important point and we'll share that in a minute um 
And then the next chunk is coming outler. Um, we as a community need to rethink coming out and what that means for Taylor. I feel like some people expect a magazine spread a la Ellen DeGeneres. Yep, I'm gay. Taylor's coming out will be multi-level. I believe Taylor the person is already out. I don't know if she will ever really formally come out to fans. Hetlers love to, to point to the Vogue 2019 article to advocate for a community that I'm not a part of and the 25th birthday tweet um, to stop accusing me of dating my friends. Y'all, she lied. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That's what you do when rumors you don't want are out loud. Or, sorry. That's what you do when rumors that you don't want out are loud. She lied because she had bigger fish to fry. She lied very carefully so that her comments would not negate a future coming out. Um, and then in response to us asking what song we would um, ask Taylor about, Bailey said, I would ask Taylor about Daylight. I believe it's pointing to a future coming out, but I want to know what it means for her. Um, there's a few more, just a couple more. Um, and then on the Eras tour, Bailey says, I think all of Taylor's music from reputation onward has been about one, being gay, two, the public being annoying, or three, the master's heist. The lakes is actually metaphorical S word, unaliving. Um, she's killing herself to start fresh, but she has to bring her muse so that she can keep creating. The themes of death and resurrection have been present in Folkmore. Um, and then the Eras tour is a funeral for the old masters, and that's why everyone was told to wear black to the premiere. That kind of makes sense. I, I love that. Um, and it also makes sense to me because um, a lot of people have pointed to the parallels between um, Midsummer and the burning down of the Lover House. Um, I've actually never seen Midsummer, but I know, like, you know, all the, this stuff about it. I just haven't watched it. Yeah, it can be a lot. It is very good, though. I Yeah, you know, I love Florence Pugh. I absolutely want to watch it. I just... Um, I've heard it's really gory, and I've got... It, it, it's, yeah, it can be a lot. Um, and then the last little chunk, um, the 1989 um, Taylor's version promo. She needed the re-records to be more commercially commercially successful than the original, so that's why we're getting capitalism. If every person who owns 1989 Taylor's version buys four versions of 1989 TV, the numbers will crush the original. 1989 is the defining pop album of the 2010s. Even casual fans are going to buy this album. Um, and the last chunk is, I think Travis Kelsey was always supposed to be a part of the 1989 TV promo. And I'll speak more to this in a separate voicemail. Um, and then she said, okay, that's all. Sorry to spam, but I have a lot of thoughts and you're getting them all. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so I want to play these voicemails. I don't know how well I'll be able to do it from my laptop. So I'm going to try. And then like if it's, you know, kind of like shitty quality, um, I should be able to add it in post. Uh, okay, cool. So that our listeners will be able to also hear it. So let me try and put you a little bit closer to my speaker. Hi, this is Bailey, a longtime listener in terms of I've listened to all two episodes. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the Billy Porter Taylor Swift photo in the Glad post uh, from the night of the Grammy. I think it's very interesting that Glad on their carousel, not just posted Billy Porter, but both posted Billy Porter, 
and Taylor Swift on that front page of the carousel, first of all, you're not telling me they didn't have a picture of Billy Porter alone that they could have posted. If she is actually straight, you couldn't just throw one up of him alone. Second of all, I think it's really important to remember who this is, too. This is Billy Porter. This is Billy Porter. You can't put Harry Styles on the cover of Vogue because he's queer-baiting Billy Porter. He threw mm-hmm. such a fit that Harry Styles is on the cover of Vogue because he's quote-unquote not actually queer. Or whatever Billy Porter's issue was with Harry Styles being on the cover of Vogue. Harry Styles is, for those who don't know, he's never, you know, formally defined his sexuality, but he has heavily hinted that he is not 100% straight. And so I just think it's really interesting that Billy Porter gladly, gladly, <laughs> gladly, happily, no issues, took a photo with Taylor Swift and posed with her on the front cover of this flag carousel after earlier in the night, which out of nowhere, he had gave her a shout out about you need to calm down. So he was introducing Nicki Minaj's performance, and he said, oh, also, by the way, shout out to Taylor, Taylor Swift for the You Need to Calm Down video, which got me my first ever Moon Man. So I thought that that was just incredibly loud of Taylor, Billy Porter, and Glad all at once. Like, that for me, that is irrefutable evidence that she's queer, and not only but she's out to the industry and they see her for who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm calling back with another voicemail um, about something separate, but I just want to talk to her guys for you guys. Thanks and have a great day. <laughs> I love her. Okay. <laughs> um, this is the second one, and I will preface it by saying she does say that she gets cut off. Um, so, yeah. But I'll play right now. Hey, Bailey again. Um, I am a longtime Gaylor, uh, recent Gaylor participant. Um, but I'm calling to comment a little bit on the Travis County Taylor Swift situation. Now, in terms of the narrative, a lot of people talk about how it's not a good narrative that, you know, he's been facing her after she said no, like, da, da, da. and I agree that it's definitely an empty narrative. However, I do think that that was orchestrated by. Taylor's team and Travis's team. Mm-hmm. I find the entire narrative of the Joe to Travis Kelsey pipeline completely interesting. I want to completely take uh, Matt Healy out of that because I think Matt Healy was originally supposed to be the person who did this, but that was um, a complete He blew up in her face. <laughs> I think that so, from a timeline perspective, the narrative with Joe is that he just was not enthusiastic for You know, to be there, to be supportive, whatever. And the reason that we believe this is because the timing of your losing that came out, you know, mm-hmm. very, very soon after their breakup, we got a whole bunch of like lines and like anonymous sources just saying that he was like, a, like, meh, like, not, he's not a good person. And we know this, of course, from his interviews. Like, he never spoke about her. He never spoke about writing with her. Like, there's So, that is the narrative that we were told. Then, come July, we have Travis Kelsey publicly facing her. 
And then once they start dating, we have this article in People saying that Taylor likes that he molested her. So I think that <laughs> this was orchestrated for part of the 1989 promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when he got on his podcast that day and said he made a bracelet with his number on to give Taylor, I think that was, you know, not an authentic thing that happened. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because he was making bracelets on the NFL's TikTok for, like, an NFL training camp or something all the way back in June. Mm-hmm. I think that there are other forces that work here other than Taylor and Travis, like other... Um, you know, big business That was the cutoff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I um, I definitely agree with all of that. Um, I think that the Travis narrative has been very interesting um, watching it, you know, unravel, especially the past few weeks. Um, it, it's wild. It's wild. I know that so many of us are sick of seeing it. And um, I also think that that's by design because if you remember back in 2014, every other headline was about Taylor Swift's dating life um like right around the time 1989 came out right like it was it was such a big pivotal moment and like I was in high school when that happened and so you know I was all I gave a shit about was what Taylor Swift was doing with her hot friends (laughs) exactly and I feel like she was like on top of the world at that point Mm -hmm. and like in America that football was one of the biggest things that brings most Americans together she's infiltrating that and now she's on top of the world yet again mm-hmm. and then is she setting us up for a downfall for reputation Taylor's version mm-hmm. I'm praying because I cannot wait I am definitely part of the uh triple album theory team truthers um yeah I I mean you know there's there's been so many so much pointing to a double album or a triple album and I I truly do think that we might be getting karma um god I fucking hope so but um you know even I, I don't necessarily think that karma will be called karma or anything like that um but I do it's just what karma was yes I think that so the way that I see it is 1989 comes out and it was Taylor's first soft launch into coming out, right? Um, mm-hmm. We've got the Welcome to New York, um, Boys and Boys and Girls and Girls line, right? That's a huge part of it. Um, also on 1989, we've got Wonderland and <laughs> Two in Love to Think Straight. Like, it's there's, there's so much about Wonderland in particular that... Um, so much queer allegory and um even just within the actual Alice in Wonderland you know there's there's a lot of queer themes there too um and so if we're looking at it from the public narrative we get 
1989, Taylor Swift is on top of the world. She goes on tour. Everything's amazing, right? We we assume that around this time is, um, you know, when, when Bleachella starts popping up, you know? Um, and she's really good at teasing, like, new eras. And it was so weird that the air quote Bleachella phase didn't get its whole minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because then she suddenly dropped off the face of the earth and she was traveling around in fucking suitcases. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's how, how else are you supposed to chop that up? Like, you know, there is an entire chunk of music that we didn't get to hear. Um, and I don't think that it was intended to be put away forever. I think that Taylor knew that something big was going to come. And when she felt comfortable enough, um, she would release Karma, which I think that Karma just encapsulates um, the vault tracks um, between 1989 and Reputation, um, including Reputation also. Um, so I don't know. But it is interesting that in um, 1989 Taylor's version that we don't have a single um, feature. No features. Yeah, I was thinking that. That is pretty, pretty interesting. And to me, it kind of reminds me of how in Reputation, um, you know, or the original, we didn't get a single vault track. Or, um, sorry, not vault track, bonus track. We did not get a single bonus track. That is so weird. Yeah. You're telling me, you know, out of what now 10 albums, not including re-recordings, um, and one album we didn't get a single deluxe track for, a single bonus track? To me, that just, that's loud. That shows me that, you know, she's got something that she wants to say, um, and she's waiting until she's at the top of the fucking world before she says it and she's getting there he is getting there um yeah i don't know i mean you know the i do think that we're getting reputation soon i think that that's obvious um i have no idea what karma is going to look like i've i've heard theories that karma will be um her autobiography memoir um i've heard that it would be like the the secondary or not secondary the um like second in line to uh miss americana you know what i mean heartbreak print mm -hmm. would be kind of karma-esque um but who knows honestly i mean i think that you know, while as her fans, a lot of the times we do pick up on these things very well. And I think that she's probably surprised by us sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, I could just imagine her sitting there being like, how did they get that one? Honestly, she's like, I didn't even think of that. Wow, right? they're good. Seriously. And I feel like, you know, that, that happens a lot. And um, But I also think that there's a lot that, you know, she she's planted in front of us like she said that in the i believe it was the look what you made me do music video there was thousands of easter eggs and that it would be years and years and years before people you know are able to like really pick them apart and i think that's that that's crazy. true how does that how does her brain work like that i 
it, she's got a big team and a lot of people on her payroll. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine. Right? It's it's bonkers, honestly. I mean, like, you know, the fact that Taylor Swift's image is so meticulously strung together, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And th- that's coming from all sides of it. Like, I think that she does want to be seen, but she also wants to be able to be invisible when she wants to be. And um, hiding in plain sight, you know? It's... um. It's something that I think that a lot of queer women do have the ability to do, you know, especially in like a straight passing relationship. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of nuance there and it doesn't make her any less queer at all. But Yeah, exactly. But it does help keep her image safe. Mm-hmm. Um Especially, you know, because I, I don't, I don't know if, if she's ever going to like, you know, big time come out. I, I want to say she will. And I, I want to say that, you know, knowing her and the way that she does things really big, um, it may not be an overt, I'm coming out. But I do think that it is going to get to a point where even the straightest of straight people are going to be looking at her music and they're going to be like, nah, Taylor, that's a little bit fruity. Yeah. People are expecting, like, a notes app, yeah. Instagram post, like, hello, everybody, just letting you know I'm gay. Like, when would she do that? Exactly. In and I mean, what universe has Taylor Swift done that? Literally. And, I mean, if, you know, if we do want to go off of that, then why not, you know, give more credit to GLAAD and the Stonewall Archive Instagram accounts? Because those are those are not, like, gossip. You know, that's not gossip. That's these are like big queer organizations and they would not be talking about Taylor Swift if they didn't have at least like a little bit of permission. Right. Yeah. That's like some solid evidence right there. There's like no disputing that. I definitely think so. And, you know, I, I I do feel like with, um, with what Bailey said about, you know, Billy Porter having issues with the way that Harry Styles has been um, portrayed in media, um, it is so interesting that he would be so vocal about Harry Styles not coming out, but be so solidly there for Taylor. And to me, that just kind of seems like maybe Taylor did come out to him, like him in particular. And yeah. you know, Billy and Harry may, may just not be that close. Um and like, I don't know, if I was publicly called out by Billy Porter, I probably wouldn't be like, hey, sorry, mate, but um, I am a little fruity. <laughs> you yeah. Because um, at that point, like, you're, you're going to have your opinions regardless. And um, I think that a lot of people just have such like a, a tainted image of what being queer in Hollywood is air quote supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, Harry Styles has been out for a really long time. Like, I I was around during all the Larry stuff, you know. The, oh, the God, first, Larry, I remember it. The first time. I remember I'll it all too well. well. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I remember seeing a lot of that. And I was a Larry before I was a Gaylor. I'm going to say. Yeah. That. You know, it's... um. 
you can only watch those boys canoodle so many times before you start coming to you start questioning is this a little fruity right and that's you know I feel like the only reason that people would think that it's a bad thing to come out as queer is if they think that being queer is a bad thing yeah I don't it's not wrong yeah it's um you know like I think of um Post Malone recently has been um I don't want to say acting more effeminate, but, you know, just being, being more fluid in how he presents. Yeah. Um, And I don't, I don't know. I, um, to me, it seems intentional, um, similar in the way that like Kid Cudi wore the dress on, um, what was it? The SNL performance a few years ago, um, Mm -hmm. which he absolutely rocked by the way. I love Kid Cudi so fucking much. Um, I think that he actually did that in support of Harry Styles. Hmm. Like, I think that that was the, like, the the public reasoning why he wore a dress for his um, SNL performance. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess there's nothing, like, stopping anybody from wearing, like, a dress regardless of, like, how they're going to identify. Like, so what if they're going to put Harry Styles... On a magazine, regardless of if he is a straight man. Oh, for sure. If fashion is truly just fashion, why is it? Absolutely. Why is it a problem? Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, a, a big part of that, though, I, I, I do understand where Billy Porter's coming from. Because, you know, me being an air quote, you know, normal person, like I'm, I'm not a celebrity. I don't have, you know, like this big giant platform. Um, mm-hmm. And... I feel like coming from Billy Porter's perspective, I could see how, you know, seeing this perceived potentially straight white man being glorified for wearing a dress when Billy Porter has been doing it for a really long time and has gotten a lot of hate for it, right? But I don't That's think fair. but I don't think that that speaks to Harry Styles at all I think that that speaks to society and um, I don't think that it's Harry's fault you know that he I don't know he I feel like he has always done his best to be as vocal as he can be without you know baiting death threats yeah um, similar in the way Taylor Swift has, you know, because which is understandable. Absolutely, it's scary to it, it's scary to come out as a normal person. I can't imagine doing it as a worldwide celebrity where mm-hmm. you're gonna run into people who know that they don't like you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, you know, I feel like Harry Styles his music has always been uh, like not super straight seeming to me. Um, I think that that's why I really liked early one direction was, you know, even though it was like straight coded or not straight coded, but like, you know, overtly straight, it was, it was still like, I, I felt like there was some sort of um, like visibility in there. Um, 
for queer people. And I, it could very well just be that I was on Tumblr at a very young age. And so, (laughs) you know, I was, I was seeing a lot of like Larry content and, you know, the like, um, Oh God, what are they called? Like the, the little videos that people put together. Um, I can't think of the word. I love the fact that society is starting to get to a point where we can talk about these things and you can start like seeing people's ideas change. Yeah. Um, you know, being, being a hairstylist, I get, I get a lot of different types of people that come and sit in my chair and get their hair done by me. And, um, I don't shut the fuck up about Taylor Swift um, ever. <laughs> have you ever had somebody like, oh my God, be quiet? No, but I have had people that um, just like don't see where I'm coming from. And that's fair. Um, you know, I can't, I can't expect anybody to just like hop on this train in you know, the middle of one of my ramblings and understand <laughs> the, you know, almost 17 years or almost 18 years of, um, lagging well shall we get started on the Gaylor terms and definitions yeah let's go awesome okay so um these are just a few um if anybody has like questions or anything like that please feel free to reach out to our um, google voice number shoot us a text or a voicemail and you know we can clarify go back um these are all in my own words um of definitions so they're not (laughs) very technical um i will say that um, so starting at the top of the list, we've got Gaylor, which is somebody who thinks that Taylor Swift may be a part of the queer community due to picking up on years and years of queer flagging. Um, next term is queer flagging, wearing, using terms or clothing, etc., as a way of hinting to another queer people, to another queer people, to another <laughs> queer person that you are also queer. Um, if you know, you know. A hairpin drop is to drop clues, if not outright statements, about one's own sexuality in an effort to induce one's... Oh, maybe this one was um, copy and pasted, because I don't know what that word is. Uh, (laughs) Well, a hairpin drop is to drop clues, if not outright statements, about one's own sexuality in an effort to create conversation about it. Um, Or at least to let the other person know that you are queer. Um, compulsory heterosexuality, often shortened to comphet, is the theory that heterosexuality is assumed and enforced upon people by a patriarchal and heteronormative society. Um, a glass closet is the state in which the sexual orientation or gender identity of an LGBTQIA individual is known to many but not publicly acknowledged. Um, outing or to out somebody is to publicly reveal that somebody's sexuality, oftentimes using information given in confidence. Um, a Hitler is somebody who vehemently is against the idea that Taylor could be queer, oftentimes defending compulsory heterosexual compet ideologies. Um, Kissgate is the 1975 concert that. Taylor and Carly were seen publicly canoodling at. Wendy Williams also brought this up on her show. 
I had no idea about the Wendy Williams thing. I'm going to have to look <gasps> at that. Really? That's so funny. Oh, my God. I'll have to send it to you. It's it's yes, so, please. if I'm honest, um, it does kind of teeter the line of outing, I would say, because Wendy Williams does have a huge platform, right? Um, yeah. I, I do think that there's, like, some ethical, like, questioning there. Um, however, however, I will say um, that video is public public knowledge you know what I mean like that that video has been around for a really long time and Wendy Williams was just kind of I think one of the first to like really bring it up um but then you know we've got situations like Jack Antonoff literally outing Taylor Swift on a podcast yeah literally and then continuing to work with her on many many more albums after that you know um and then not to mention um, Muna brought up Kissgate. I was just about to say that. You know, I love Muna. Mm-hmm. We are big Muna stands around here. Um, Muna brought up Kissgate on stage. Wasn't it at the fucking Eras tour too? I don't remember where it was, but I, do you know who it was? Was it Josette? Uh, I. Th- it was probably Josette. I feel like it was Josette, but it might have been Katie. It might have been Katie. But I don't remember. Um, I have a feeling it's Josette, that dumb bitch. (laughs) We love you, Josette. Uh, So much. I love Josette. um, But I also think that they, didn't they also talk about um, uh, being in a group chat with Taylor? That was like what what Kiss gave was about. I'm dying to see what's in that group chat. I would pay so Mm -hmm. many dollars. Like just to read the contents of that group chat, I can't even imagine. I would sell my entire soul for that. That's another group of people that I don't see would be okay with Taylor Swift, like queer baiting or girl like you saying red? like the same thing about Billy Porter. Like, there's she hangs out with so many celebrities that I just could not see mm-hmm. them being okay with her passing as like a queer woman absolutely Muna, phoebe bridgers all of boy genius for that matter like i will say i love phoebe bridgers do not get me wrong i love phoebe bridgers every fiber of my being but she does excuse a lot of bullshit behavior um and fair that is fair she does kind of publicly align herself with very questionable people and um in a, a very similar way that Taylor Swift does. You know, I'm thinking, like, um, Lena Dunham. Um, you know what I mean? Like, ew. Yeah. Because Phoebe, Phoebe and Maddie were, were like, seemingly good friends. Oh, yeah. I forgot they were buddy-buddy. Did you see the fucking tweet that Maddie... What tweet? So, Maddie put out some dumb tweet about... Um, something about boy genius i don't even remember what it was but he said something about he said some bullshit to lucy dacus right and he says i don't hear from her much anymore these days and she subtweeted him or retweeted him whatever quote tweeted him i don't tweet so i don't know the all of the lingo um but she responded publicly on twitter and said you don't hear from me at all oh my god (laughs) lucy i love her Wow, what an icon. Slay him, Lucy. Dude, I love Lucy um, in every sense of the word. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I feel like Phoebe Phoebe does kind of align herself with um, some, questionable, some questionable people. Like, um, 
Bo Burnham. I love Bo. Um, well, I did love Bo until I don't know much about Bo Burnham, honestly. So I used to love him, um, but this year when he was at the Eras tour with Phoebe, I don't know. It could have just been he was having like a bad day or something, but. Somebody said something about how they went to give Bo a friendship bracelet and he like scoffed and rolled his eyes and like shoved it in his pocket. Rude. And um, I, I don't know. I, I don't like that. I don't like how that, how that comes off, you know, like, yeah, there's a lot of celebrities that have been seen at the Eras tour this year. And I cannot think of a single one who I've seen that kind of like response about no everybody's been lovely and like having a great time it seems like Halsey didn't Halsey show up with like a giant gallon bag of friendship bracelets to trade (laughs) I don't know but that's hilarious considering like the Haler song that Halsey wrote oh I know well I mean here's the thing okay I know she was like a crazy teenager I've been I I was a directioner I can't even right like that's I can't fault Halsey that's kind of where I come from with it like I I, I, I've done some crazy stuff for some band boys oh yeah oh yeah it's just it gets a little embarrassing so I'm not even gonna fault her (laughs) no absolutely if I had any sort of musical talent maybe not about Taylor Swift but I probably would have like written a song oh for sure um Oh, I forgot about the um, definitions list. Um, well, we left off on Kissgate. Um, oh, the next one's a big one. <laughs> literally. Big Sur um, <laughs> is the coastal Californian town that Taylor and Carly famously went to and then recreated the trip for a Vogue photo shoot. Potentially the location for the song The One. The one is the Californian highway taken to get to Big Sur. And the song is about losing your one true love. Um, And then also in Gold Rush, we've got, in the coastal town we wandered around had never seen a love as pure as it. Um, And also in that song, she says, my uh, my mind turns your life into folklore. Um, Which to me negates the entire narrative that folklore is 100% storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that the song Gold Rush completely negates that through and through. Um, you know, because she says, um, let me look up the lyrics to Gold Rush because otherwise I'm going to get it wrong and that's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> um, At dinner party, I call you out on your contrarian shit, and the coastal town we wandered round had never seen a love as pure as it. And then it fades into the gray of my day-old tea, because you know it could never be. And, um, I mean, if you haven't, like, sat down and really read the lyrics of Gold Rush, I highly recommend doing so. Um, It's so beautiful. It's, like, it's gorgeous, but also it's so telling, right? Um, I don't like a gold rush. I don't like anticipating my face in a red flush. I don't like that anyone would die to feel your touch. Everybody wants you. Everybody wonders what it would be like to love you. Walk past quick brush. I don't like slow motion double vision in rose blush. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. When you mean slow motion double vision in rose blush, do you mean having a muse that looks just like you? 
because that's kind of what it comes off as. Sounded a little fruity in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like that falling feels like flying till the bone crush. Like that's, ugh, it's a lot. It's a lot. That lyric goes crazy. Oh, for real. Well, and then, um, where's the part? Uh, oh, the last, um, the last verse. What must it like to be to grow up so beautiful? With your hair falling into place like dominoes, my mind turns your life into folklore. I can't dare to dream about you anymore. At dinner parties, won't call you out on your contrarian shit. In the coastal town we never found, we'll see. We'll never see a love as pure as it. Like to me, that's so obvious that she's changing the narrative in her own brain so that she can cope with the loss. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Um. Because, like, why else would you spend so long pushing this narrative that, oh, this is, you know, oh, I haven't done a storytelling album in a long time. Oh, Mm -hmm. this this isn't about my life. But then, like, as she's going on throughout the Eras tour, her Betty speech was changing almost every show. But ever so slightly, it, like, started out with, oh, this is fictional. And then it went to... Well, my emotions are um, are infused in these characters. And then it went to, these characters are telling my story. You know what I mean? So what's the truth? Right? Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, Taylor is really so intentional, right? Like, I mean, obviously we know this. I feel like Gold Rush is a very telling song. And uh, it's so loud to me. It's so loud to me. Um, I can't think of, like, any other muse for this song. Like, genuinely. Well, that is it for most of the actual um, terms. But then I did also list out some of the more public um, ship names. So that, you know, if any listeners are confused at, you know, what we're talking about... um, this will hopefully clear some of it up. Um, so some of the popular ship names are Kaler, which is ship name for Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift. Uh, Toei is a ship name for Zoe Kravitz and Taylor Swift. That name's so funny. I love Toei, and I also love Toe, um, which is Joe Alwyn and Taylor Swift. Um, I'm not saying that I necessarily ship them. I can do with or without Joe. I don't really care. Um, he's just Ken, you know? Um, yeah. And then Swift Gron, we've got the ship name for Diana Agron or Agron and Taylor Swift. Tilly is the ship name for Lily Donaldson and Taylor Swift. Tamely is the ship name for Emily Poe and Taylor Swift um, and Toe, um, Joe Alwyn and Taylor. And that one is also known as Jailer. Um, and then we've got Haler, which is the ship name for Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. Sorry, there's a train. <laughs> it sounds angry. They're always so angry. Um. So Haler is ship name for Harry Styles and Taylor Swift. And then Hiddleswift is a ship name for Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift. Hiddleswift is such a fun ship name. Oh, I love it. I love Swift. I honestly love Tom Hiddleston. And, you know, I feel like 
it was ever so slightly shady that in the look what you made me do music video um all of the male backup dancers are so like feminine effeminately presenting wearing the i heart ts shirt yeah like i don't i don't necessarily think that she was like making fun of tom um but i do think that she was telling on herself about having a beard yeah, I think she's definitely just, like, making fun of the whole situation, for sure. And I feel like, you know, between 1989 and Reputation, we do see a lot of that. Because um, we've got, like, Blank Space. I think that Blank Space is a phenomenal example of bearding contracts and obligations. Oh, I definitely agree. I know that's, like, kind of a hot topic and some people don't agree that... I think that's, that's so definitely true. like a bearding contract song, but that's totally what I think of too. You know what? With 1989 coming out very soon, let's just let's just take a let's just take a quick look at the lyrics, right? Let's take a quick look. Quick little sneaky peeky. Nice to meet you. Where you been? I can show you incredible things. Magic, madness, heaven, sin. Saw you there and I thought, oh my god, look at that face. You look like my next mistake. Love's a game. Wanna play? It's just so, it's so obvious to me. New money, suit and tie. I can read you like a magazine. Ain't it funny? Rumors fly. And I know you heard about me, so hey, let's be friends. I'm dying to see how this one ends. Grab your passport and my hand. I can I can make the bad guys good for a weekend. I wonder if she was trying to like help Maddie clean up his image for a minute. That's kind of what I thought, but then like what is that at at what benefit to her? Like why is she doing that? To roughen up her image, I think. Um maybe so they would like meet in the middle, mm-hmm. like people don't see him as bad and people don't see her as like good, I guess. I think that but that... it just went so sideways and everybody hates Ratty. Yes. Yep, exactly. And you know, I will say the Ratty hate is justified. It's justified. Ratty I'm sorry. Sucks. I'm sorry. I look, I love a good alternative tumblr band okay yeah but the 1975 is just every other alternative tumblr band you can listen to somebody else it's not a problem absolutely it's just wild i don't know like i i wanted to get into them um i tried like i back when Kissgate happened i remember being like oh my god taylor and carly look like they're having so much fun at this concert i wish that I could have that much fun at this concert, but it, I don't know, never did it for me. Yeah, no, I never got into them either. They definitely, like, I don't, I don't understand what he's saying half the time, so I don't. What if Travis Kelsey, what is, what if Travis Kelsey is going to be in one of the 1989 music videos? Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if that's true. I would say that that basically just confirms that it's PR regardless of how how confirmed it already is in my opinion, but yeah, I that mean that would be hilarious, right? <laughs> well, cuz there was all of that um all of the talk about when Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey left that Chiefs game that one night in the convertible and um 
everybody was like losing their minds over it, you know, and then Travis has made quite a few comments about like, um, I just saw this interview this morning or not interview. Sorry. I think it was a clip from um, his podcast with his brother, but they were talking about how um, Travis feels like protective and like, I can see how some people would think that that's cute. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that it's alarming um, personally, because like, you're going to tell me that you feel like you can handle this world renowned pop stars safety. Yeah. Like you think just because you're some big football dude that, that you it is a little narcissistic it's it's so narcissistic and it's like you know the the whole talking about like putting his hand on um on the security guard and being like i got this i don't know it just i don't like it makes me feel icky i guess yeah it's almost like a vanity project for him you know what i mean yeah you know and i i don't want to think that because i I I don't think that Travis seems like a bad guy, okay? I'm not saying that he's this big, burly, misogynistic dude bro that, you know, wants to wants Taylor in the kitchen barefoot yeah. and pregnant, you know? Like, I don't think that that's the case. Um, he seems to be very respectful of her career and her um, stature. He doesn't seem to be intimidated by it, which is huge. Um, but to me, that just speaks to its work. Why would he be nervous at work? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Well, did you have anything else to add today? Um, I was just going to ask, what is your favorite, um, ship name? Like just based off the names alone, which one is your favorite? Probably Toey. Toey. Probably Toey. Um, I would say, like, my favorite ship is Swiftgron, only because... Yes, 100%. I, I love the drama of it all, and those girls are so fucking dramatic. Um, Dinah Egron's so catty, and I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. I was just thinking the other day that, you know, I, I do feel like the I Bet You Think About Me music video and the song um, are about Diana Agron. Um, a lot of people think it's about Jake. I don't, I don't think it's about yeah. Jake. Um, a lot of people also think that it's about Carly. And I think that the Carly allegories are on purpose, but I don't think it's about her. So, hmm. so the way that I see it is Diana is, and I mean this as kindly as possible. Okay. I mean this with the utmost respect. She's a little vain. Um, and she kind of seems like she could be one of those people that's like a little bit of a um a grammar police type of person. Yeah. Um, you know, like I would just imagine maybe somebody wrote her a letter and wrote her name wrong and she complained about it to Taylor One. They only put one N in my name. How ridiculous. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, I totally get it. I see that. And then, so so you look at the I Bet You Think About Me music video, and Taylor has two big known exes that are, um, or were at this time, married. 
um, Carly was married and Diana was married. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you watch the I Bet You Think About Me music video, there's this part where Taylor like lifts her dress up a little bit and she's got the red Converse on. Um, Carly wore Converse to her wedding. And um, Diana wouldn't. I don't think Diana wore Converse to her wedding. Um, but I don't know. There's just there's something about it that strikes me as Diana and um but reality crept in you said we're too different you laughed at my dreams rolled your eyes at my jokes Mr. Superior thinking do you have all the space that you need I don't have to be your shrink to know that you'll never be happy and I bet you think about me um I just watch the video with that in mind and let me know what you think Okay, I'm going to do that. Because, so, like, I think of um, also in Maroon, right? There's um, the lines about the um, incense on the shelf and, you know, the on the vinyl shelf, right? And then here in I Bet You Think About Me, we've got the um, I Bet You Think About Me when you're out at your cool indie music concerts every week. I Bet You Think About Me in your house with your organic shoes and your million-dollar couch. I bet you think about me when you say, oh my God, she's insane. She wrote a song about me. These all sound like Diana to me. Yeah, they kind of, they do. You're right. And I don't know. It just, it feels like, oh, the other connection to that is um, Lola Wolf, which is Zoe Kravitz's band. They have a song called Not Diana. And in this song, they have Diana spelled D-I-A-N-A. Okay. One N. Um, and Lola Wolf interacted with multiple tweets from saying, this song is so interesting from a Swift Cron perspective. Now, the lyrics to Lola Wolf's Not Diana are... I mean, what the fuck do you really think of me when you look at me? What do you really see? I mean, who the fuck do you really think I am when you talk to me? Like, I'm your friend Diana. I'm not Diana. What the fuck? Do you even really care? I know you talk a lot like you really care, but you're so confusing. I don't know who you are. There's something about you, baby. I don't know who you are. Like, oh, I got caught in the rain. I kept calling. I thought I'd come home. And you would let me in, but I waited for hours. I know you like French girls, but I swept you off your feet because you grabbed me by my wrist and you kissed me on my tits. <laughs> oh, Zoe. Love that. Um, it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Um, it says, if you could just give me a minute. I'm leaving the city for business. Line to line, yeah. Come fly to come fly to London. Come fly with me away. Come be with me away. Come stay with me over there. Maybe we can go somewhere. I know I'm not Diana, but just come with me. Come with come away with me. Without you, it ain't okay. Without you, I'm not okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not Diana. And it's interesting because this came oh oh this came out on june 22nd 2020 
Oh. Now, I thought that it would have been, like, maybe a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that that tells me that it is 100% about quarantine situation. And mm-hmm. probably Diana and Taylor started, like, texting or something. And Diana and Taylor were quarantining together. Or not Diana. Zoe and Taylor Zoe, were quarantining yeah. together. Like, it makes so much sense. Very interesting. But it makes me want to listen to the rest of the album and see, like, if there's any other, like, Swift Grand connections. Because, like, yeah. that one's really fucking loud. The fact that, one, her name is misspelled the same way that it was in the 22 booklet. Or in the 22 lyric, um, you know, lyric notes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting to me. And it seems pretty loud because it's confirmed that Zoe and Taylor were in each other's quarantine pods. Yep. Like, that's, like, confirmed. Um, Whatever people think of it, but it's, like, confirmed. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's a little funny. little fruity. You grabbed me by my wrist and you kissed me on my tits? I love that. (laughs) The Catwoman of Dreams. (laughs) I love her. Oh, gosh. Well... Did you have anything else to say? I know that we've got um, uh, 1989 coming out in one week exactly. Are you excited? I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. We'll have to do like something where we listen to the um, vault tracks and everything and oh, absolutely. get our reaction. Yeah, um, the night of the uh, release, I think that we're going to do probably a stream on uh, Discord the way that we did for Speak Now. Love that. Um. I'll have to see what I'm doing. I can't remember when I work or what's going on, but. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. um, hopefully we'll be able to like record it. And so like, you know, if you can yeah. show up, then you'll at least be able to watch it. Um, or pop in, you know, towards the end. Cause um, yeah, what we did for speak now was we started with the vault tracks and then we listened through all the way from the top. That's how you got to do it. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. <laughs> All right, Tori. Well, um, I think that we can call it for today. Um, awesome. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, thank you. For talking and listening and chatting. And thank you so much to our listeners. Um, I hope to see you guys again soon. And we'll catch you on the flip side with a 1989 Taylor's version. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. See ya. Bye.